Zach Blackerby, Lindsey Crosby here with you, and we are joined by the man himself, Rex Ponder of University Ace. Rex, it is always a pleasure, sir. How are you? Sir, I am I'm doing pretty good. I, I went to the ear doctor and he told me uh, I might be going deaf. It was hard to hear. So you're doing okay? I'm doing okay. Good, <laughs> good. Did you see Ann, Ann Bergman ran out of the studio? Yeah, she sprinted yes. out of the studio. She had had enough of us today. Yes, I know it. It was it was y'all were really tough on her. I tell you what, were we? Well, what what, we, what, what part of you. it was tough, Rex? What, what, how how it, were we tough on what, her? Y'all just defending local businesses. You, you keep beating her and beating. No. No, 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 don't say that. We, we do not beat uh, anyone here. But, uh, no physical violence. Yeah, we are anti-violence here. For sure. Also, uh, do, let, me, let me... Do people ever walk in and say, like, hey, I want to buy your fertilizer. Can you just tell me what's in, what's in it instead? Uh-huh. So I can make my own? Uh, no. If somebody did that, would you be like, no, I'm not going to... No, no, I'm not, uh, not going to tell you what's in our specially... Uh, done fertilizer. Does, okay. it seem, um, does it seem pretty reasonable that like you would not do that? that I, that's she what she did. She had to know exactly what the ingredients mm-hmm. were. If they say put a pinch of something, she wants to know exactly yeah, what what's a, a pinch what, what's is. What's a pinch? Absolutely. Well, you know, a great cook, you know, a really good cook does not, your, especially your old country cooks, they don't tell you the precise. They don't do precise. My mother. They eyeball it. That's exactly right. They exactly they do that. And uh, my mother, uh, in her latter years, we were trying to get some of her good recipes, and uh, mother say, "Well, they they're in my head, you know." And she'd say, "I just use some of this and some of that," but it turned out so good every time. You know, part of it, gentlemen, is mama made it. You know, mm-hmm. if Mama makes it, most of the time it's going to be good. Right. And uh, but anyway, uh, uh, one more thing, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and do that today. Uh, uh, a dog came limping into a saloon, and he was limping pretty bad. And the bartender said, "Hey, what are you doing in here?" He said, "I'm in here to find the man that shot my paw." I think I heard that Johnny Cash song. Well, uh, yeah. I, I, okay, Zach, Zach, see, did Zach the bartender s- appreciate? Did the bartender say he's Rover there? Rover. Ooh. Oh my goodness! Oh lordy. Uh, I'm sorry. Day. That joke's a little rough around the edges. It's a rough. This is a rough crowd. You Got him. Yeah, Rover there. Okay. All righty. That was pretty good. I'll have to remember that Thank one. Thank you. Add that to the repertoire. Anyway, it's good to see you, gentlemen, and it's good, good to, to be here. Too. Today's my birthday, and so uh, happy birthday, and, Rex Ponder. Uh, don't I was expecting balloons and uh, cake and everything uh, in here, but I, and didn't tell us. Oh, and didn't tell you. Okay, and uh, I was sorry to hear earlier in the week about my man Ben on y'all sister station over here. Not. Uh, Doing well, but anyway, I know his appendix blew up. Yeah, but his appendix. He doesn't have it anymore. So that's why good. do we have appendices? I don't know. Uh, don't ask that. But it's not good when they uh, uh, rupture. So what do y'all use more, the appendix or the table of contents? Oh uh, my goodness! 
All right, let's get in, folks. I apologize. I want to so apologize. So what's going on in the landscape of world, Rex? <laughs> I want to apologize to the listening audience. Oh no, they're used to it by now. For, uh, they knew they knew they were getting guys this. in here. I'm going to get in, and uh, I'm going to start today by answering a couple of questions that I had asked. I had this lovely lady call me yesterday afternoon asking me uh, of the three numbers in fertilizer, which are N, P, and K, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, uh, which one helps to promote blooming. She had read an article or someone had told her, and uh, that uh, particular number is phosphorus, the middle number. Okay. The middle number helps to promote blooming, and so... Early in the game, uh, and, well, she was asking specifically, can I add some fertilizer this time of year to my bedding plants that are going and uh, possibly perennials uh, that are growing and going? Can I add some of that this time of year? And, of course, you can. And the, the key is getting on a schedule on your fertilization if you're – if you're using a very mild, a lot of people like to liquid feed uh, their plants during the season. And uh, when you liquid feed, most of the time you're putting a very mild amount of fertilizer on each time, and you're doing it more often. Uh, and uh, that is fine. You can do that, but that uh, is a little more trouble to go through. Uh, you can use a granular fertilizer, and a lot of these uh, will last. Uh, they will tell you on the bag, uh, will last one, two, and some of them up to three and four months uh, in the fertilizer and be in slow release. So the key ingredient to this is uh, when you do feed, use get on a schedule. If it's a fertilizer that you're not uh, feeding but every uh, three months or so, try to stay by that schedule uh, fairly regularly. And most of the time, if you'll look at the uh, amount of ingredients, you might can fudge on that a little bit one way or the other to add a little bit more in, in between. But don't think if a little will do a little good, a lot will do a lot of good. So uh, the key is uh, being on a regular schedule. Rex Ponder of University Ace. Joining us, he's on a regular schedule every Thursday at 8.35. More next. Zach Blackerby, Lindsey Crosby joined by Rex Ponder of University Ace. Rex, where are we headed next, my friend? Well, sir, another. Uh, I'm going to go to another uh, problem, a question I had uh, yesterday. I'm trying to answer some things. Uh, uh, had a, one of my good clients and friends come in yesterday that uh, had had uh, some plants planted about a year ago, uh, quite a number planted on a, on a hillside, uh, kind of a bank, then came down into a bank area. And some of the plants were doing exceptionally well. Some of them were doing just moderately well, and some of them were doing terrible. Mm -hmm. Were the ones doing terrible the ones that were inside the bank because we don't have a lot of sun in there? Inside the you bank. mentioned there was a bank area. Yeah, I assumed it was my kind bank of bank. Area. Okay, um, sorry. Um, Go ahead. Um, do you see you in the listening community cannot see the tear coming down from my eye? There's a lot right of pain now, but there's a lot of pain having yeah. to deal with these areas. Anyway. No, it was a red clay bank outside of the house. Uh, oh. 
and uh, part of it was red clay, part of it was not. Now, let me let me emphasize one thing, talking about uh, some of these questions and some situations like that. Uh, sometimes the answer is, you know, easy. You know, we can uh, determine, you know, maybe what's causing this, uh, some of the problem. Sometimes it's very difficult, and sometimes, folks, it's just basically impossible to determine uh, what it was. It could always go back to the plant was just bad in the first place, uh, but a lot of times it has to do with the planting and the area and the longevity and things like that. But uh, I looked at the picture uh, of the plants, and uh, we, we looked at each of the uh, areas, one area uh, or a lot of the plants were really good and looking nice, and as I say, some of them were uh, not as big, but they had good color and everything, but they just hadn't grown as well, and then, as I say, we had uh, uh, several plants that were just uh, in a state of decline. And I asked him to do so. I said, I'd like for you to do something for me. And uh, I didn't realize he was going to do it yesterday and bring it right back to me, but I was glad he did. Uh, I'd like for you to go out, and in one of these plants that's just not looking good, that uh, has lost a lot of its leaves and the rest of them are looking bad, the plant's just trying to hang on, I'd like for you to go out and just uh, go down there and grab the top of that plant and gently just pull up on it and pull it out of the ground and uh, see how easy one, we're wanting to see how established the root system is on these plants. Well, uh, he did so and came in with a big, plast uh, big plastic bag and had this plant in the big plastic bag. And uh, they, uh, I looked and I said, well, here's the problem. And, uh, of course, this nice-sized plant had this little bitty area of roots on mm -hmm. there. And uh, so, obviously... He had had uh, a sort of a root rot or something going on in there that had caused a lot of the fibrous roots to be taken off, and the remaining roots did not have a vibrant uh, color to look uh, alive and everything. So uh, we kind of identified, and and the next question is why why the some doing well, some not you know some mediocre and the other. We I can't answer that. That usually goes back to the planting, or it could be over a kind of a wide area like that. The soil conditions could be, and he said uh, himself that uh, some of the area there was a uh, heavier clay and some of it was not. So it can go back to the uh, soil, but people I want to emphasize, and I know I sound like a broken record uh, when I mention this, I say that every week, don't I, Zach? Uh, we've been having a lot of rain. We've been having a lot of moisture in this heavy clay soil mm -hmm. can create some problems that uh, we just haven't had in recent years. Uh, with it being this wet, over this long a period of time. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm proud of the rain. I'm proud to have uh, more. I would rather it be have to deal with, uh, you know, a little bit of an excess in rain than uh, deal with uh, a lot of drought and everything. But in this particular case, it's just going to need to be these plants that are not doing well to answer the question. Uh, my suggestion was to... Uh, 
replant those things. And, mm-hmm. of course, uh, he asked the question, when is the best time to do that? And the best time to do that is fall of the year. And uh, not, you can plant this time of year container-grown plants because you've got 100% of the root system. Prepare your soil, plant it. It just takes more tender, loving care in regard to watering and care to get it established than it does in the fall and winter months. And so, but um, uh, but the the key ingredient is is your time and how much time you've got to spend on taking care of it. But you can plant this time of year, but the best time is fall and winter on your woody ornamentals. Rex Ponder of University is joining us. We continue our conversation in just a moment. Final few minutes of today's edition of Auburn Opelika this morning. We are joined by the man himself, Rex Ponder of University Ace. Rex, we've got about five minutes left. Where you want to head next, my I friend? I want to talk about a little bit about preparation. I mentioned about uh, some of the problems uh, yeah, that people have had uh, with plants that have been planted for a while that uh, have developed uh, a root rot and have gone in a, or in a state of decline and that kind of thing. And I want to reemphasize uh, as we get toward the end of our program here today that preparation and uh, proper planning are key to a longevity of a plant or a tree and uh, being able to thrive in your yard. Mm-hmm. Number one, you want to pick things that are, are suited for the kind of soil that you have, whether it be clay, in some cases sandy, uh, sandy soil or whatever. You want to pick things that are, are noted to grow in this type of soil in this particular zone. And then number two, you want to prepare that soil. Now, I tell a lot of people uh, all along, I said, you can grow things in this red clay. A lot of people move into this section of the country uh, from other areas, and they run into our red clay, and they just say, this is impossible. You, How do you grow anything down here? Well, there are a lot of things that grow well mm-hmm. in our red clay, but getting things started properly is uh, very important. So it's very important that you prepare the soil well and you prepare the hole. And uh, I was uh, mentioning yesterday uh, to the gentleman that had the plant that had the root uh, problem on there uh, that in his particular case, it looked to me, I haven't seen, been and seen the site and all, that those areas we might need to do a post-hole drain Mm -hmm. under the plant. To give the excess water a place, uh, give yeah a place to go, so that it's not staying up and around the root system during these exceptionally rainy periods, or when you you know water on the side. So, my point being is, and I won't get involved in the in in that one item that can be done to help your drainage uh, today, but uh, the key is proper preparation and the proper way to plant it and usually you'll have good success if you get to start out with a good plant 
and it's properly prepared and uh, properly planted, it ought to be grow and be healthy for you for a number of years on your woody ornamentals. And, of course, in your seasonal plants, your bedding plants and perennials, same goes. You've got to prepare the area, prepare the soil. I know, Lindsay, you and I were talking about last year when you were planting some bedding plants, I think, near your entranceway mm-hmm. uh, there. The proper key, proper planting and, and bringing in the proper soil and the proper soil amendment. A lot of times we do raised beds uh, on uh, things like that, getting the proper type soil and uh, uh, fertilizing, uh, you know, by a schedule, depending on which way you decide to go on the type of fertilizer, being on a schedule and writing things down. A lot of people don't do this, but... Uh, mark when you fertilize your grass. You know, uh, I pass out a little maintenance schedule for sod, uh, uh, Bermuda and Zoysia and Centipede and St. Augustine in my store, giving people an idea of when to do what. And, and you need to mark this down uh, as you do this so that you can go back and refer to your notes or refer to your calendar and say, well, I fertilize uh, at this particular time, and he told me not to do it again for six to eight weeks. And so uh, knowing when you did what, a lot of people don't do this, and they will either over-fertilize or under-fertilize. But anyway, if you have questions about these things, I welcome you to come to ACE and see myself or Chandler Scott, who is my associate, uh, or any of us at ACE, and we'll be glad to help you uh, with your not only your maintenance problems, if you're having problems with maintaining what you've got, but also the addition of new things uh, in your yard there. We're happy to help you, and we want your yard to get the beautification award. We want to help each of you get the beautification award. I love so that. Come see us at Ace. I love that. Brex Potter, thank you for your time as always, sir. Thank you, my friend. We will see. Let's do it again next Thursday. I, th- I, th- I think it's a great idea. I think uh, next Thursday. I think that's a great idea. That's Rex Ponder. I got that from somewhere. I don't know where. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's Rex Ponder of the University Ace. Lindsay, good show? Good show. Let's do it again tomorrow. I think we should. We'll wrap up our work week together tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Have a fantastic day, everyone, and get back to work.